Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we're continuing our discussion of Yigar Taramban, specifically discussing the Midah Anava of humility. Yesterday, we, in the previous year, we discussed the first three behaviors which identify a hum- humble person, a genuinely uh, genuine humility. So the first one was speaking gently, which we said makes sense. It fits a lot with what we discussed before about anger. Number two was accepting praise, a person who... When there's false praise, he immediately uh, wishes for it to be remo- removed from him. And when there's true, accurate praise, he uh, is abashed by what happens, by the praise, and realizes that the, what he has accomplished only represents a fraction, or represents only a fraction of his potential. And then the third is his response to success. When a person is successful, the humble person is successful, he wants to do more. His response is to do more for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do more for other people, because he feels like he's unworthy of that which he has received, and what he has received is only there to help him to do more. It's a responsibility for him to do more. Okay, I want to continue with the next three items from the Shevet Musar, the next three indications, behavior patterns that identify humility. Number one, number, number four of the six is making amends. That when a person is offended by somebody else, or he's in an argument with somebody else, the humble person does everything he can to make shalom, to make amends. He may, it may involve begging forgiveness of the antagonist. It may involve doing other things to make sure that he makes peace between him and the other person. Because a person who's arrogant, so he wants to always be right. And he wants to always keep things, keep the makhluka going until the other person completely capitulates to his will. The humble person realizes that in life, things can be a little bit gray, he realizes that his way is not the only way, and he realizes that he needs to discuss things with people, to try and negotiate things with people, and try his best to make peace with people. Number five is avoiding revenge. The humble person never takes revenge. Even if he is viciously attacked, he's able to forgive the person who did it and eventually erase the incident from his mind. Again, a person who is arrogant is always subsumed, consumed with things about himself and his honor and his offense but a person who's humble, so he avoids revenge, he doesn't have to go after the person who may have hurt him. And the last part is acceptance. The humble person can accept suffering without breaking. His great love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps him take even the most difficult of times and to, and to deal with them, to absorb them, to be able to manage them because of his great humility. And he quotes here, or before he quotes here, a very important pasuk, Hashem leads the humble with justice and teaches the humble his way. So he shows here that as David HaMelech says in Tehilim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps the person who is Anav. The person who is Baal Gava, so the person who is arrogant, Hashem says, The two of us can't live together. We can't be in the same place. Hashem removes, so to speak, removes the Shekhinah from such a person. But the person who has anava, the person who has humility, so he merits to have the guidance of Hashem and the presence of Hashem in his life. I want to end with the story that Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Avram Chai Foyer tells. It's a very, very uh, nice, very meaningful story. So he tells a story about one time when uh, two of the great Chachamim decided to visit the city of 
worse though. So Rabbi Four is trying to illustrate the fact that the humility is one of the hallmarks of our Chachamim. So two great Chachamim, Rabbi Akiva Eger, who is from the city of Posen, Rabbi Yaakov of Loberbaum, who is also known as Rabbi Yaakov of Lisa, the city of Lisa. He wrote important, important uh, Sefarim, like Anitivot HaMishpat and Chok Yaakov. Um, so in his, so the two of them together, Rabbi Akiva Eger of Posen, Rabbi Yaakov Loberbaum of Lisa, were coming to visit the city of Warsaw in Poland. So all the crowd came to greet them, tens of thousands of people. Warsaw was a huge city with many, many, many Jewish people living there. So tens of thousands of people came out to greet him. And they wanted to so much to show honor to these two Talmidei Chachamim that they actually disconnected the wagon from the horse and they carried it themselves to show respect to the Torah scholars. They grabbed hold of the wooden shaft and began pulling the coach forward themselves. They were pulling it forward themselves. So now inside the two coach, so it was, a, it was a relatively large coach, and they were sitting in different parts. They weren't necessarily sitting right next to each other. They couldn't even necessarily see each other inside the coach. So they were sitting in opposite corners. So each one was thinking in his own thoughts. And Rabbi Akiva Eger says, Oh, Rabbi Yaakov of Lisa is in the coach. So it must be all this honor is for him. So he slips out of the coach. He wants to honor the Torah also. And he slips quietly into the on the side of the wagon, and he joined all those who were pulling the vehicle, pulling the the wagon, the the coach. In the other corner, I was sitting with Yaakov of Lisa, and he has similar thoughts. And he says, oh, it must be that they do all this to honor Rabbi Akiva Eger. So he wants to join in this demonstration also. So what does he do? He slips out the door, and he joins the throngs of people, the tens of thousands of people who had come to honor the Chachamim, because he wants to honor Rabbi Akiva Eger. So all these people are pulling this coach. They don't even realize that they're filling a coach, pulling a coach that's empty of its passengers. But as Rabbi Foyer points out, it was empty of its passengers, but it was filled to the brim with humility. These two Chachamim, each of them, thought that the crowds must be coming to honor the other, and they wanted to take part in this honoring of the other, and therefore they left the uh, coach themselves. He ends here with a very interesting quote that, when the world witnesses a renaissance of the quality of humility, so the, the the Sefer Midot writes, so mankind can expect to begin the arrival of Mashiach. Mashiach is going to be connected to Anava, to humility. And all the humble people will be hailed as the true heroes of humanity. He quotes that from Minorat HaMa'or, who says that at that time, in Tezah Mashiach, those who were really humble, they're going to be the heroes of humanity. He quotes the Pasuk, Ki Hashem Be'amo, Yifa'er Anavim Bishu'ah, fantastic Dirashai says Hashem shows favor to his nation. That's what says Hashem Be'amo. He wants his nature. He desires his nation. But Yifa'er Anavim Bishu'ah. When he brings the Yeshu'ah, the salvation at the end, what's going to be? Yifa'er Anavim. He's going to glorify the humble. It'll be a great glorification of the humble. And that's what he's going to, um, at the time of salvation, that's what he's going to show. Okay, Rabbi Tai, this is a this was a very interesting chapter. Bezer Hashem, we're gonna continue with this topic of Anava, and then Bezer Hashem move into the relationship between Anava and Yirat Hashem and fear of Hashem. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.